Good afternoon, everybody. This is the Reverend Blake. Ruby, welcome to my show, The Church of the Silk Evolution. For one hour, I'm going to be talking about whatever comes to my mind. It's impromptu. I don't write things down before my show. I just go with what I'm thinking about. I branch off to different subjects. And the main purpose is to talk about, talk about spirituality, which includes extraterrestrials, near-death experiences, and maybe occasionally a little bit of current events or sports. I try to stay positive, think only positive things, say only positive things. How about you? I woke up this morning, and I was the contest chair for a Toastmasters speech contest at our areas. I'm an area director, which means I have five clubs under me, and then there was another area, And she had five clubs under her. And so we had a combined contest. We had what they call an international speech contest and a humorous speech contest. And so we woke up early and logged on at 8 o'clock. The contest began at 9. We had to go through briefings for the contestants and the contest officials. Well, my friends, I've been putting this together over the last couple of weeks and spending a lot of time sending out emails. Finally, it's over. And it's like, wow, what a relief, you know wasn't really nervous that things wouldn't go well. And we had a few glitches there. One individual was left out, and that was partly my fault because I went to a club, one of my clubs, I think about two weeks ago. And this young man gave up, got up and gave a speech on football. It was meant to be a humorous speech. And he was going to participate in the contest, but it slipped my mind. I didn't think about it. And then today at the contest, I was asked about him. The person in charge of that club did not tell me about him at all. I could receive no no emails. And I received no profile forms or eligibility forms. So suffice it to say, there's always something that goes wrong, it seems, no matter how hard you try. But we had a good contest. There were some technological issues. The Toastmaster of the day, who was in charge at the beginning and throughout the contest, she froze up a few times. But otherwise, it's really small, minor things. And we had a successful contest. And now there's another one coming up in two weeks. And then there's the division contest, which is in March. And then we have the district contest and conference in May in Corpus Christi. And we went to the one last year in Austin. And it was awesome. I really like them because we get to mingle with fellow Toastmasters, people who have the same frame of mind as oneself in regard to public speaking, always trying to improve themselves with public speaking. Because it is a, an art. It's an art. And it requires a lot of practice, just like anything else. You want to become good at it. So if you ever, I think most people, this is really a rhetorical question. Are you afraid? Maybe not a rhetorical question, but most people, in other words, are afraid, very afraid to speak in public. And me, well, I've been working at it. For a long time, I've been terribly shy in the past. 
even back beginning in the eighth grade, I think right about when I started going through puberty, believe it or not, I think it happens to most people. And one kind of gets into a shell, if you know what I mean. It's great reliving the past, you know. I would like to think back as far as I can remember when I was very young. I can't remember when I was born. I'm being a little bit facetious here, but I can remember when I was two years old. And memory is a wonderful thing. But we don't explore it that much, you know. It's like a a lost um, skill, if you will. No, perhaps not. There are other things that the human body can do which have been lost I believe in the past throughout the years because of not pursuing that spiritual path levitation they say is possible for us to do. Imagine that sitting cross-legged on the floor in a yoga position and getting into a meditation kind of state and then lifting your body up off the ground and moving it around the room. It is possible from what I have read and my research tells me that it is possible. Isn't that amazing? Well, one thing I would like to do during the show is to sing some songs, a cappella. So I'm going to get right into that and sing a song, which is, by the way, welcome to February. We just had Groundhog Day yesterday, Punxsutawney Phil. Didn't see a shadow early spring and I think of the 138 year tradition I believe it is he hasn't seen a shadow like 20 sometimes I forget the exact number but here in San Antonio well today this is a very pleasant day they've got up in the 70s and right now as the sun is set over the horizon in the distance behind the trees. Yeah, I would say it's a pleasant 70 degrees at this time. And I don't know where you are, my friends, whether you're up north, maybe in a spaceship orbiting planet Earth or behind the moon. And you know those ETs out there, they really exist. And they're very intelligent, extremely, extremely intelligent. I wish they could teach me some things. I would like to learn from them, you know. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. You know, help us to become star travelers. Help us to cure diseases. Think of all the diseases we have here on Earth. Cancer, heart disease, viruses. They could tell us how to cure them because they would get right to the source. Okay, the reason you have that disease is because you're doing that. You need to stop doing that and start doing this. And those ETs are out there. When you look up into the evening sky and you see the suns out there, the stars, I know in my heart of hearts and my soul of souls that they are planetary systems just like ours. We have our own sun, the dwarf G2 main sequence star. It's not as big as others that are out there but still pretty big. You could fit like a thousand planet Earths at least into the size of the sun. Anyway, life exists all around the universe. 
I wish our scientists and our astronomers could prove it. You know, I'm getting tired. I'm almost 70 years old of hearing the same old, same old, you know, there is no life out there. We're stuck in a gap, kind of like the world was when Copernicus lived back around the 15th century, 15, I think, 30 or so. It wasn't the 16th century. Anyway, so he said that contrary to what people thought at that time, no, the Earth is not at the center of the universe. We revolve around our sun, and our sun revolves around the Milky Way galaxy, and the Milky Way galaxy revolves around the universe because there is a center of the universe. But people thought he was crazy back then, just like people think you're crazy right now if you talk about there's life out there. Am I right? But think of all this life on Earth, and I've said this before, and I'll never stop saying it because I think it is so relevant, and I believe I thought this up myself, although I'm sure a lot of other people thought of it. All this life over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish in the ocean, seas, rivers, and lakes, over 10,000 types of birds, and 10,000 types of reptiles, and 9,000 types of amphibians, and 5,000 types of mammals of all this life. If all that life happened by accident, logically, it could happen by accident. No, by show of hands, does there are not other people in life like planet Earth, and maybe other could have a type of life that we're not familiar with. Time, there's over a thousand that they've discovered the Kepler and James Webb Space Telescopes, my friends. New planets are being discovered, are being discovered even, even as we talk, even as we talk. Anyway, I would like to sing a song, an acapella song, because now that we're in February, it is Black History Month. So here's the song called Lift Every Voice and Sing. I'm going to take a drink of water. I'm taking a drink of water. And here goes. Let every sun sing till earth and heaven ring. Ring with the harmonies of liberty. Let our rejoicing rise. High as the listening skies, let it resound loud as the rolling sea. Sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Facing the rising sun of a new day begun, let us march on till victory is won. Stony the road we trod, bitter the chastening rod, felt in the days when hope 
unborn had died. Yet with a steady beat, have not our weary feet come to the place for which our people died. We have come over a way that riches has ended. We have come treading our path through the blood of the slaughtered. Out from the gloomy past, till now we stand at last, where the white gleam of a bright star is cast. God of our weary years, God of our silent tears, Thou who hast brought us thus far on the way, Thou who hast by Thy might led us into the light, Keep us forever in the path, we pray. Lest our feet Stray from the places of God where we met thee. Bless our hearts drunk with the wine of the world we forget thee. Shadow beneath thy hand, may we forever stand true to our God. True to our native land. All right, that was it. Lift every voice and sing. It's Black History Month, everybody. Celebrate, celebrate. I'm married to a black woman, an African-American woman. We've been married for going on four years, I beg your pardon, 13 years this 11th of February, so just around the corner, and I should know the number, it'll be 14 next year, so 13, yeah, that's right, anyway, she's made a big difference in my life, my friends, it's good to have a best friend that you live with, you know, before I lived by myself. And it's really no fun. It's very lonely, a lonely existence. I mean, it has some benefits, I think you could say. I used to live in apartments. But it is a lonely time. And I prefer to be with someone else, to spend time sharing things, sharing meals, going for walks together, watching movies together, sleeping together, talking about anything when you want to talk about it, and support you and have you back. You know, I have my son, but it's different when you're living with a woman, and every man wants a woman. Am I right? Every man, except for those that are born into this world that have a spirit of the opposite sex in their bodies, which is quite often otherwise known as homosexuals or gays. And I love them 
transgender people too. I've said this before on other radio shows. I think they're great. It's a very difficult thing to come into this planet, born into this world, and have to deal with the discrimination, people not giving love, not enough love. We're supposed to love our neighbors, but usually it's hate, especially growing up. And you know how mean young children can be with each other, teasing and bullying each other. Reminds me of the song by Genesis called, what's it called? It's from 1986, Land of Confusion. Yeah, if you haven't checked out that video already, please do so. Land of Confusion by Genesis. It says there's too many people making too many problems and not enough love to go around. Isn't that amazing? It's true. Too many people causing too many problems, politics. You know, someone's always lying. You can never tell who's saying the truth. They're always at each other's backs or each other's throats. And the moment one administration gets into power, the other one's at their back. And you know what the big difference is, my friends? We'd be on the same sheet of music. We'd be really taking care of the welfare of we the people for the Constitution, if only we could come to agreement on the subject of abortion. Climate change, not so much a big deal. I mean, I don't think that's a big divider. Yes, opinions are divided, but the real big difference maker between the two parties and Americans all throughout the United States is abortion, women's rights, the right to dictate what they want to do with their own bodies on one hand, and on the other hand, the concern for babies within a female's body as an individual human being with rights of their own as not to be murdered or not to have their life ended, and I should put it that way, which is more politically correct. Me, personally, I'm glad I wasn't aborted. My mother had a miscarriage. But if I could change the minds of people, and don't get me wrong, I know it's a very difficult situation for the mother, because that is on her conscience, and it will be forevermore until the end of her life. And usually, we have to support the mother for making the best decision she can. However, the spirit, you see, we haven't really proven the existence of the spirit yet, or the soul. And I can tell you, take it from me, you know my show, I talk about it all the time. You have a spirit in your body, 100% the truth, guaranteed, no debate. When you die, and you will die, just like I will one day, you are, you're not, you are not invincible. You are not invincible. Repeat after me, I am not invincible. I am actually fragile in this world. Just get into your car, drive down the freeway. How many people die a year in the United States in car accidents? 58,000. That's as many people that died in the Vietnam War. Around about in the 50s, in other words. 
So people die all the time. Around the world, 40,000 people are dying each day. Now, hopefully, we want to live well into the future and die of a ripe old age. That would be ideal, possibly in our sleep. But it doesn't always happen that way. Tomorrow might be the last day for everybody. And that's what I talk about in my show. It's not easy to talk about these things. People don't want to hear that. But that's why people like me and other people who have their own shows on BBS radio and preachers out there, spiritual people, are always kind of helping to teach us. Like I've learned from other people that, you know, we should be more concerned about developing ourselves spiritually because that truly is why we're here. We are spirits in the material world and we have souls which are like the brain of our spirit just like you have a brain i have a brain in my physical body that controls everything you know thinking and bodily functions and coordination with the heart and the lungs and the blood running through our veins and we are not immortal so the soul is the brain of the spirit, and when we die, our spirits pop, for lack of a better way of putting it, exit is another word, our physical bodies. That's why you hear in these near-death experiences all the time, extremely, the number one most common thing is people leave their and they look down on their physical bodies lying there with their heart stopped. Maybe sometimes in a hospital room with doctors feverishly trying to resuscitate them. And then sometimes they go through a tunnel to a point of light in the distance, or sometimes they'll just appear in heaven, maybe by the pearly gates. Sometimes they might just see deceased relatives that come to them, angels perhaps. And angels exist, they're all around us, we just can't see them because we have the five physical senses, and we can only see physical things. So, one of our dogs just came out. This is pretty common, you know, during my show. They come and go. I'm out here in the back patio. It's getting dark now. And the sun, as I mentioned, the sun went down. It seems like the sun is going down later now. Here in South Texas, I believe spring has already sprung. Believe it or not, we're in February. Today's the third, tomorrow's the fourth. From my experience, in past years, it's usually around mid-February when the trees start to bud again. Isn't that amazing? So we had a really cold spell in January, a couple of them. One really, shall I say, bad one where it got down in the teens overnight in, in the mornings. And I like South Texas. I was born and raised in Canada. And I've really had enough of the cold weather. I don't mind it for a little while. It's kind of refreshing. Anyway, how about another song? I'm going to take a drink here. I just noticed we need to get our grass cut. Because we haven't seen recently. Okay, this one, 
There's a song by John Denver called Annie's Song. And it's a beautiful song. I've known a lot of John Denver songs throughout the years. I first started listening to John Denver in the 70s. I used to go to junior college. I would come home for lunch, for lunch, and mom would make me some food, and I'd put on John Denver albums while I was eating my lunch. So here's one, Annie's song. It goes like this. You fill up my senses like a night in the forest, like the mountains in springtime, like a walk in the rain, like a storm in the desert, like a sleepy blue ocean. You fill up my senses, come fill me again. Come let me love you, let me give my life to you. Let me drown in your laughter, let me die in your arms. Let me lay down beside you. Let me always be with you. You fill up my senses. Come fill me again. Well, that's it, my friends. I could repeat the verse again, but I think that's going to leave it at that. So these extraterrestrials, besides near-death experiences, I like talking about them. Now, based on what I said previously, right, if it all happened by accident, it can happen by accident anywhere in the universe. But if there is a creator, like I know there is, and I've talked about it many times on past shows, the creator of the universe is an omnipotent, an omniscient being, a force so incomprehensibly powerful and large and intelligent that it's just difficult to describe the creator of the universe. I don't think you can describe the creator in terms of a he or a she or even an it. It's the creator, period, of the universe that's been in existence for, I say it because I'm using that pronoun for lack of a better way of describing the creator. I keep on saying the creator this, creator that. Billions of years. So the same God, and I also call the creator God, but there's also co-creator gods, which we are in the making from one life to another. After this life is true, my friends. I think most of you that are listening out there already are in agreement with me on most things, and otherwise you probably wouldn't be listening, wouldn't want to hear it. And that's understandable because as co-creator gods, you like to do things your own way. You like to learn things on your own. However, eventually one realizes, as I have, that we rely on each other for 
everything living here on this world, on this planet. We are interconnected. We are interdependent. We learn from each other. I've learned from other people. And other people, hopefully, are learning from me. Now, you know, we have egos, and that kind of gets in the way, but that is not the true nature of our spirit and our soul. But we need our egos to survive. It's a defense mechanism, if you will. Because it's hard. This life is hard. A lot of people commit suicide because for them, things can get too overwhelming and they look for a way out, only to find when they get to where they're going in that purgatory kind of existence when they take their limbs and find themselves among other suicides that maybe life on Earth wasn't so bad after all. There was light rising in the setting of the sun. There's love, happy moments, you know, throughout the day. Maybe walking in nature, hearing the birds sing. Breathing in the fresh air. Oh, my God, it smells so good sometimes, especially in the autumn time. But all throughout the year, the air is so fresh and smells so good. And taking a deep breath and the love from family, even though maybe one has been abused by people. There are resources to rely upon, you know, to get back on your feet, so to speak like the Bible or other books from other religions, reading about near-death experiences, seeing videos on YouTube about near-death experiences or extraterrestrials. Learning, my friends, should be, for everyone, the most enjoyable thing in this lifetime, besides eating good food or maybe having sex or going on a vacation on a cruise ship somewhere or anywhere around the world, going to a nice beach, dipping your toes in the sand and hearing the waves roll upon the shore, feeling the sun on your face and your body, driving a car. Isn't that fun, driving a car? I like driving a car. I enjoy driving a car. It is fun. It's challenging. I like pushing my body. I like running. Walking, too. I love dancing and singing, as you can tell. But if you take your own life, all that is gone. And all the progress that you've made in this lifetime is gone, too. Lost. You'll have to start again. Take it from me. I promise you, you will lose all the achievement, all the advancement, all the progress, I mentioned that before, in this lifetime that you have made all the way up to that point when you took your life. And you will be born on another planet of the same category. You won't advance to a planet of a higher evolutionary category. And you could be in purgatory a long time. 
And what do they do there? They just walk around mumbling to themselves nonsensically, going over and over and over again why they took their lives and trying to justify it. There is no hope, no light, no love there. Very sad. And it's understandable, though, because we are co-creator gods in the making. And some people, they just forget why they're supposed to accomplish our mission. And I don't know what your mission is, my friend. I'm sure what my mission is. I can only speculate as to what it is, which may include helping to make contact with extraterrestrials, bringing peace to our world, ending war, spreading more love throughout the world, being a good friend, doing random acts of kindness, helping people out, maybe someone who's been in an accident, you know, a car is on fire, pulling over the side of the road, running out to the car on fire, and pulling people from safety, pulling people to safety from the car. Whatever your mission in life is, or are, whatever they are, it's up to us to kind of embrace that. It's not so much necessarily that you have to know exactly what your mission is, but gravitate yourself towards a life of spiritual development knowing that your soul is evolving from when you were born into this world until when you die, hopefully someday far into the future, so that you can take advantage of every single day on earth and realize it's a gift, it's a blessing, because we are not infinite, we are finite. I say this as much for you as for myself, I say this as much for myself as for you. Take it either way. What would be the proper way to say that? I say this as much for myself as for you. I mean, that's it. It's a little bit complicated then. So I beg everyone out there hearing the sound of my voice to not beg, but plead and ask that I realize your co-creator God's in the making. Maybe plead or beg is not such a good word. I take that back. How about instead, I appeal to your common sense, to your rationale and your logic, and that you would spread this to other people that you know, like a ripple effect of knowledge going out to people that they develop themselves, increase the lamp of their soul, because you shine. We shine, my friends. When we get into the spirit world, you will shine with an intensity of light. And you will notice when you get there that other beings who also walk this earth at one time shine with a certain level of light, a certain intensity and therefore, the goal is for us to increase our light, the light of our soul, 
I guarantee you, you are going to meet the Spirit Mother and Spirit Father, the co-creator gods of our solar system, who live on the world of light out there. Because the Spirit can live in fire, my friends. Because the Spirit is made of light energy. The Spirit is made of light energy. It's comprised of billions of electrons. So we can live in fire in the Spirit whether the fire down below the earth into the core, whether it's lava beds of fire and a place otherwise known as God's jail, hell, where the really bad people who commit really bad sins, bad acts of violence or abuse of some sort go for a rehabilitation period, if you will. Not eternal damnation, because there's not a lot of love. Eternal damnation was thought of people, thought up by people, thought up by people who didn't have a lot of love in their hearts to begin with. Our mother and father in heaven love us very dearly, and they're very forgiving. But to make a mistake, you have to pay the penalty. We, here on Earth, who have children, realize that they make mistakes growing up, right? They're not always obedient to us. Some go to jail here on Earth, you know, in our penal institutions. But our own children, if it was up to us, maybe we wouldn't condemn them to spending time behind bars, but we live in a world where there's law and order, supposedly, and you know, as I mentioned, if you make a mistake, you have to pay the price. But for our own children, would we condemn them to a lifetime of suffering, I mean, an eternity of suffering, just because they were disobedient? That's not logical. So how much more loving are our mother and father in heaven? And you know there's a mother. Don't get this wrong. Please don't make a mistake about this. Because that day when you transition to the afterlife, if you don't know in your mind and in your heart, so to speak, in the core of your being, that there is a mother God, then you're going to be a step behind the power curve, so to speak. And you're going to feel badly for not having known better. You know that it takes a mother and a father to create children here on Earth, right? And the LGBTs that are out there in the universe, they procreate just the way we do because it's a very pleasant thing. It's the ultimate act of love when you merge with a, a person of the opposite sex and you engage in that lovemaking it's a wonderful thing. I constantly thank God. <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to take a drink. And my life, my wife, excuse me, for that, the opportunity to experience that. You know what I mean. I'm going to take another drink. And I know... Most of you out there probably feel the same way. It's an amazing thing. 
And when we get to the spirit world, we will have that ability also there to merge our spirit with whomever we choose. Usually spirits are predominantly one sex or another. And it's preferable, I think, to merge with a spirit. I mean, it's like opposites attract. But you can merge spirits with what I understand. I learned this from the great late psychic medium, Sylvia Brown, the merging of spirits, two male or two female. It's possible in a way, but it's more like a head kind of experience instead of a body. You want the full body experience in the spirit, and you need a person of the opposite sex. And orgasms, I've heard, can last for minutes. Now, isn't that wonderful, something to look forward to? Am I just not the only one that enjoys that? You know, I don't think that's taboo to talk about nowadays. There's so much going on in our world, you know, technology and the violence. So I'm not saying anything new or shocking, am I? You know what I mean. We should be able to talk about anything. We are so inhibited in certain areas, you know. We wear clothes. We're shy. We don't people want people to see us in the nude, you know, without clothes. Inhibited. There's so many inhibitions without going into what they are. Anyway, yeah. Got about 16 minutes. I'm going to try to get another couple of songs in. So what could I sing? How about a song by the Eagles? I've sang this song before. I'm going to take a drink of water to lubricate my vocal cords. Called Seven Bridges Road. It goes like this. Stars in the sovereign sky, southward as you go, there is moonlight and moss in the trees. Down the seven bridges road. And you know what? I'm going to stop right there. And my mind went blank. I know that song inside and out, but I'm just going to not worry about it and keep on going. Okay, and I remember. That's one thing about acapella singing. You can stop and take your time. With music, you can remember the words a lot easier. And it's not a fault on my behalf. There's different things that could distract me, you know. There's different noises going on around me here. Dogs coming and going, so 
it goes like this. The second verse is, Now, love you like a baby. Like some lonesome child. And I have loved you in the same way. And I have loved you like a Then pardon me wants to turn from here and go running like a child from these warm stars and there's some coming out already down the stairs and bridges road there are stars in the southern sky and if ever you decide you should go Bridges Road, my friends, by the Eagles. And I'm an accomplished singer. I know the song. And I'm very great at gift, you know. Very grateful. And I'm only working on proving myself. So learning, as I mentioned, I believe, contrary to what other people might say, is the number one way for us to get enjoyment. Reading a good book, learning from other people, engaging in a conversation with someone, a stranger even, learning new things. Knowledge is power, right? And we all speaking, we understand. I do. Through that process, one day, or into the future, even though right now it's always of now, that we will achieve a status of perfection in our souls where we will be co-creator gods and have the knowledge and the ability to create our own solar system and our own spirit children living on planets. 
Isn't that amazing? Even if you don't believe it and you think it's science fiction or it's crazy, consider just for those, what I said, for a few seconds, that possibility that you are alive right now, that you have a soul and a spirit in your body and that you have the potential without being morbid to die even at this very second. If the sun were to extinguish itself at this moment, although it would take eight minutes for the sunlight to come to Earth to finally disappear, and this world would instantly freeze up, and we would all die, you have that potential to die, as do I, in every second of life. And I'm grateful, don't get me wrong, I'm so grateful, thank you to the supreme creator of the universe who created everything and put everything in that process, solar systems and co-creator God, so that why the creator could grow. There's nothing greater than growth. And we've experienced that in our lives, haven't we, as babies, born into this world as babies. And we look at babies and we think how cute they are and how beautiful they are without really realizing that we were a baby once. And hopefully we grow into adults and become old and live to a ripe old age of maybe 80 or 100 possibly, 100 plus years. And all that knowledge that we've gained in our lifetimes, we carry that on to the next existence. How many lives? I don't know how many lives. But we all have had past lives, I think. Here on planet Earth, most of us have. Let me put it that way. Because this is a very difficult environment. And that's why it is so hard and we learn from that. It's a learning environment where we learn basic social values, learning to love each other. And war and killing, inhumanity is to be expected in the earlier stages of evolution. I think every sentient species out there has experienced it. That's the way it is. That's the process the Supreme Creator put into place. That's just how it is. You know, you might not agree with it. Some people don't. They commit suicide and they find out that things are worse there than it was here. And then they have to start all over again on a planet of a similar category, maybe coming back here to planet Earth or another planet and there's a a lot of them, my friends out there that are in this same category, uh, category one planet, category nine is the highest. So you have all points in between of spiritual development, of evolution. The object is for us to graduate from this existence and get to a planet of a higher category of evolution. That is the truth. The truth. The truth shall set us free. I don't have anything to gain. I'm not getting any money for my radio show. 
I'm to you because I want to help. People have helped me. I'm alive today thanks to the grace of our mother and father in heaven. Remember what I said about the mother. You need a mother and a father to create children. And if I could convince you of that in any way, I would say one thing, one example, Jesus, Father, our Father in heaven, our O-U-R means we are all children of the mother and father God. There are no only sons and daughters. I'm sorry to set you free, my friends. We are all the children of the mother and father God. And Father God wants a woman by his side. I guarantee you that. Make no mistake of that. When you get to heaven, the afterlife, you will come face to face with both the Father God and the Mother God. Don't be surprised when you see the Mother God sitting next to him in all her splendid glory and brilliance and power, a light shining so bright that it overwhelms those who are not prepared for it, it washes over us. And Father God, their light is so that it washes over us. Got one minute. Develop yourself spiritually. Please evolve. Thank you very much for tuning into my show. I love you. Keep improving or trying to find ways to improve yourself like I do. A prayer to the supreme creator of the universe. Please bless us. All of us here on earth, help us in any way we need it. We need your help to end war and killing and suffering. Help us, please. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.